Welcome to the Beyond the Silver Lining podcast, a sacred space where you can feel supported, free, where we will talk about all the things that have to do with healing our body, mind, and soul. My name is Wendy Rosenthal, intuitive healer, self-love crusader, mindset coach for women, who is here to show you how to reduce anxiety and overwhelm from the ups and downs in life and look for the silver lining with a positive attitude, trusting ourselves more, and bringing back joy and fun into our life. Welcome back, you guys. Happy Monday. Happy, beautiful day to you. Whew. Okay, let's let's get rolling with this quick episode. And my, oh, wow, what a beautiful sign I have today. I'm looking out the window and there's about two, maybe three little hummingbirds swirling around um, my window. And as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast before, hummingbirds are really a good sign to me it's a good omen um just a reminder about abundance infinite love infinite abundance that we all have so thank you okay so this quick episode is related to a few things that i've been sharing in social media and instagram and i just had quite a few questions from people about my um you can call it philosophy, my mindset, way of thinking. Um, so first of all, if we are not friends on Instagram, why the hell are we not? <laughs> so go and find me on Instagram at Wendy for Wellness, and uh, you can tag along and see what's happening. And I share a lot about my personal journey and also um quote-unquote healthy lifestyle things to consider when we want to have a positive outlook in life regardless of what's happening on the outside talk a lot about mindset about positivity um, motivational um, thoughts and ideas and some cooking as well so so in some of the things that I've been sharing, and by the way, uh, just a side note, not everything that I share is always positive and, you know, like sometimes I share real like uh, tough moments when I'm struggling or sometimes I don't show up at all because I'm going through a process of purging, shedding old levels or layers of myself. And um, but it's just I, I really try to be as honest as I can really a good reminder for myself to show up for myself and also for some of you guys as well. So, because I know that social media can be quite uh, distracting, quite daunting at the same time, because, you know, it's it's just a big distraction for many of us. And sometimes people don't want or don't need that extra layer of distraction in their minds. And, And I tell you, because it has happened to me as well. Okay, so what I've been sharing lately has been um, just, you know, like my uh, one of my intentions that I've had since the before the end of last year, which has been going out for hikes, uh, more so sunrise hikes, like I call it, because I uh, I do my best to get out of the house right before sunrise. I'm very lucky that quite a few of the trails are not that far from where I am. There's one that is only five minutes away from me. So super quick, super easy. And 
uh, and I do like an hour, sometimes two. Yesterday I did a three hour hike and it just felt amazing. And that is one of the practices that I have that covers my spirituality. Believe it or not, people sometimes have this weird or this, you know, wrongful idea or thought that being spiritual has to do about praying all the time, which by the way, there's nothing wrong about praying. You can pray in your own way. It doesn't mean that you have to do a certain type of way. People think that we have to go to church and we have to follow a religion. It is not like that at all. It is one part of it for some people, not for me. And for me, spirituality is really finding you know, source or God within me and everything else that is around me, finding a meaning to uh, what what's around me, really, what life is like on the outside, right? Because we are so in our head that sometimes our perception is so cluttered by those distractions that we were just talking about, right? And so we don't have a good perception of what's life like on the outside of our head, of our, our bodies, of our life, right? So... Um, I, um, I've been doing quite a few different things to take care of myself. All of the practices that I share are really self-love based is to take care of my mental health, my physical body, my well-being, and, um, and it's been going really good, you know, and, um, hold on a second. Let me have a sip of my juice. Mm. And... <clears throat> And, um, and also when I share, you know, and I, I have also shared about how things have been a little bit challenging in the last several weeks, I mean, sorry, months before the end of the year, before 2022 ended, um, because I was going through, oh my gosh, sorry, ah, big yawn, I don't know where they came from, <clears throat> because I was sharing that I had to go through quite a few, um, tests, about uh, checking in my liver, things I had to do with my health. And as always, if you've been following me, you probably know that as always, this is a very um, sensitive, not sensitive, but vulnerable uh, um, state of being for me because of my history of dealing with living with cancer. And so anything that has to do with my health right away will throw me on a curve and feel hopeless, feel uh, a little bit negative, you know, scared, very, very scared about what could this be. I jump into so many conclusions. Um, but anywho, so I do share some of that as well. And I'm still waiting to have my appointment with my oncologist at the end of the month. Uh, and so there's a little bit of weight, but regardless of all of that, but again, let me just remind you, it's not always hundred percent this way, but regardless of all of that, I'm still here. I'm still happy. I'm still enjoying life, having a good time, laughing, having fun, organizing parties, meeting people, feeling love, feeling excited about what life is bringing up, up for me. And, um, and to be honest, when was this? Hold on a second. Corey, Papa, no. Corey. Oh my gosh. One of my cats, he just won't listen. <laughs> Corey, no, you're going to fall or you're going to break my plans. Um, so I think it was in December. Um, hold on. Let me think. Yeah. End of December. Cause I had my test, one of my MRIs in October. 
or November, I think. And in December, I started going out uh, dating again and putting myself out there because I kind of stopped. I was very disappointed in, in quote unquote, like what men <laughs> were out for me because I was finding them in social, um, not social media, online apps. And so I was just kind of like fed up with it. Right. And so I stopped for a very long time. I still met people organically, but I didn't really make an effort. So I was like, you know what, let's go back into it again and see what's up there or who is out there. So I went back to online dating. I met um, a couple really good guys in January. I also met a really, really good and special person. Uh, and, uh, and the thing is that it felt good, right? It felt good to be seen. It felt good to be noticed. But the thing is that I remember, I can't remember what time it was, what month, but I remember, hi, buddy. Um, <laughs> you don't see it, but my kid is just like all over here, all over my desk. And uh, one of those, I remember when I met one of those uh, really nice guys, I was really fearful because I was in the middle of waiting for my test and test results. And I was again falling into the what if this is cancer? What if this is something else that has to do with my liver? What, you know, why am I even doing this? Why am I even meeting guys? I should just, you know, like stop this because my mind right now is only focused on my health. And of course, my mind went down this rabbit hole of uh, a lot of negativity thinking is not even worth finding somebody right now because what if this is cancer and now you have to scratch all of that because who is going to be uh, wanting to be with somebody who is dealing with cancer? Like there's this uh, message in my mind about that there is no man out there who will want to date or be in a relationship with a cancer patient. And to be honest, and that makes me sad to think about that or even say it <clears throat> or think that there's people out there who might believe this. Because years ago when I was dating and I met this guy, and we liked each other and we hung out a lot. And at one point when I told him, which by the way, I don't know if any of you are interested. First of all, if any of you are single and interested in dating in, in your forties and dealing with the crap of life <laughs> that sometimes we have, let's talk about it and tell me if you're interested because I have quite a few opinions about this. But back then when I met this guy and we were dating, I didn't tell him soon enough, I guess, um, which is a lesson for me that now I do let the other person know early enough before we get more deeper in, in, in getting interested about the other person, because I know for some guys, it might be a complete, you know, turn off maybe, I don't know. And I remember this guy who I met, we were having, you know, we were getting to know each other. We liked each other. And when I told him about cancer, he, his reaction was not as expected. And basically he said he could not be with somebody who's dealing with a health condition like that. And what sucks is that the main thing why he said it, and he doesn't remember this. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but I don't care. 
because we are connected through Instagram and he saw a post about that and he commented on it saying like, oh, I didn't know you were dealing with that. And I'm like, yes, you did. We had a talk about this. <laughs> I guess he forgot. And then he mentioned, uh, oh yeah, like how much he has learned since then until now. But he basically said that he couldn't be with somebody dealing with cancer because he knows how expensive it can be, how costly it can be to, to have treatments and that that breaks relationships or marriages because he has seen it in some of his friends. Now, let's just pause here. I'm not blaming it on him. I know that he his way of thinking is based on the situations that he's been experienced uh, experiencing before, right? He had friends or family who had lost somebody. In fact, he did say that one of his good friend's wife had it and she passed away. Um, and she had, uh, I think, the same type of cancer. I'm not sure. And so he was just responding or reacting based on what he knew at the time. And so, okay, so things ended there. But so that still stayed in my mind. And it's a fucked up space to be in because right before that, that wasn't a question for me. I wasn't so worried about it because I, when I got diagnosed, I got into a relationship and it was amazing, you know, for the time that it lasted. So <clears throat> this time around, I was a little hesitant uh, to even start going out again or, you know, like try to um, find, meet someone. But at the same time, I was also teaching myself, Wendy, you shouldn't let yourself stop doing the things that you want to do because based on one fear that you don't even know that is true. And that goes for you guys as well. So if there is something in your life that you want to get, you want to achieve, you, you want to uh, take action on, whatever that might be, and if there's something, one or many things that are stopping you, Think about why is that one fear, what block, what uh, negative mindset that is in your mind, why is that blocking you from achieving that one thing that you want? And is it really worth it? Is it really real? Is that fear real and good enough for you to spend time, effort, energy uh, in in um and listening to it so you stop yourself from achieving what you want. <clears throat> so then I met beautiful, two beautiful men who um, they, what I consider of it is like they are a proof that there is really good men out there for me. Maybe these two, because I'm still friends with them. I mean, but you know, at a distance, I don't, I don't want to keep doing that, like collecting friends. But um, instead of boyfriends or a boyfriend, not many, obviously, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's, it's a good proof to me that that is really possible, right? So anywho, so that's one example. And so when people are asking me, so yeah, we see you so happy, realize what's happening. And, you know, I kept thinking, I'm not going to let the worry, the fear of having to uh, deal with the health situation in this moment and stop doing the other things in my life that also can bring me joy. And I really feel that committing to my intentions that I had from 
early in the year, because this was already happening from the end of last year when I said I want to take my morning hikes early in the morning and I want to spend a good time doing that. I want to take, you know, like at least two hours of my early day, like early in the day to my um, self-care, self-love study session um, because I'm also taking programs um, where I get to study more about healing, self-healing. And I've been consistent with that. So I feel that all of those things are really what are really what's keeping me in a good space, you know, hopeful, trusting that things are working for me, trusting that things are amazing and great. And living with that awareness has been such a gift because I get to notice not just my thoughts, how I think, how I um, see things on the outside, but I also get to notice how I can actually take my own decisions based on what feels good to me, based on my emotions, based on how I want to carry on with my life. And having that awareness has been such a beautiful gift. And I will say this, it takes practice. I don't think I am all 100% because we will never get to that place. We will never be 100% healed. We will not get ever get 100% aware of everything that's happening to our life. And we are set for life forever, that everything is going to be amazing. No, it's just part of life that we are going to go up and down. Maybe next week I'll be down and not feel like talking to anybody. And that's just fine. But I'm pretty sure because I have already seen it that I will have the awareness to allow myself to have that space and that break and be okay with myself. I feel that no matter what is happening, the good things or the challenging things, as long as we keep practicing that self-awareness, self-love, we are still taking care of. We're still feeling safe and feeling supported. Okay. Now, um, that's so that's one thing that I wanted to mention. And I feel uh, awareness is really the key. And how did I get awareness? How did I keep practicing awareness? Because again, it's not something that I get and I'm set for it. I practiced awareness with my morning hikes and uh, being in the moment, being in the space, allowing myself to be adventurous and be um, and take risks, quote unquote, risks, right? Because I will tell you this quick little story. Yesterday, I went out on a three hour hike. I did not know it was going to be a three hour because usually my morning hikes are about an hour or so, maybe an hour and a half. And weekends, I do go to the gym or go to the park to work out with my friends. So, excuse me, what is going on? Well, it must be because I woke up a little while ago and I jumped into um, the podcast. Hold on a second. Let me have a sip of my celery juice. (laughs) Okay. So yesterday I went on this three hour hike, which was unexpected. And the reason is that I did my usual route, my usual path. And when I got to a fork, right, you can go either left or right. I always go right because it's a loop. And I got to that point and I'm like, I've never been to this side, pointing the left side, right? I've never been on this side. Like, I wonder what it's going to take me. 
And that windy path, it just like got lost right around the corner where there were a bunch of um, sycamore trees. And it just looked so beautiful and green because of all the rain we've been getting. And I was like, you know what, let's just go this way. And I did not allow myself to spend time thinking or overthinking into it. Because if I did, my mind would have gone, oh my gosh, Wendy, no, it's already eight o'clock. You have to get back. You're going to be late to do the other things that you do when you get home from your hike, like having my meditation, morning routine, getting my coffee, having breakfast, taking a shower, going to the gym, right? So... If I allow myself to overthink, probably I wouldn't have taken that route and it would have been a faster hike, but then also I would have missed on all those beautiful moments that I had when I went on the other side. So I went left and it just took me out on a bigger loop, which obviously, and that's why I ended up being a three hour hike. But guess what? I didn't get to do this, but I'll do it maybe tomorrow. It took me really close to an, an area where there is a labyrinth and I did not know there was a labyrinth on this park. And so, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's just a beautiful space. And I got to see some deer. I got to see beautiful birds, like different scenery. And that, my friend, I know it sounds crazy, but that was a risk that I wouldn't have taken if I was back, you know, like little. And I know I have shared this before. Um, there's many things that are coming to my mind right now, so maybe I should take note. But um, number one, we are always healing the inner child, always. Okay, that's also something, that's really our assignment in life. Like we are never finished with that. And my inner child back in the day when I was younger, she wouldn't have been able to take risks like that. I, again, I know it's not such a big deal. It's not a life-changing risk, but it is in a sense that I personally grew up overly sheltered, overly protected, not allowed to play uh, certain things because I was quote-unquote physically limited because I had surgeries when I was a baby. So my family always in the best uh, intentions they had, they wanted to take care of me by telling me not to do the usual things that kids do. Don't play, don't jump, don't climb. You're going to get hurt. You're going to fall. You're going to uh, make your surgery or your injuries worse. So I never did. And I grew up being really fearful around things like that, around playing, around even like the simple decision of going and climb, you know, like a tree or climb, well, that maybe is a little too much sometimes for some people, but even if it is like riding a bike, I didn't, I don't know how to ride a bike because when I did try it once and my grandma saw me, she, she wasn't mean, but she kind of yelled at me saying that I should step down because I'm going to fall. And again, Let's just remember the way things were processing all of these beliefs back then, because and again, this I'm from an, a little, a little bit of an older older generation, and I grew up with older <laughs> generations too, so I know that there there had this fear about don't do this because you're gonna get hurt, don't do this because you're going to, uh, you know, like fall and break something, and. The best thing was just to completely avoid it versus how if I had kids right now or if I was going to tell um, something to a younger person, I'll be like, go ahead, 
try it take that risk if you do fall i'll be here for you i'll be watching you but everything is going to be fine you're going to be safe i'll encourage i think we all should do that encourage our kids to do all those crazy things that kids do because that's just part of their learning experience we should not learn for them we should not limit them from exploring what it is to be a kid what it is to be adventurous playful being authentic as how they truly are and i feel like many of us who are of my generation 70s 80s right i think up maybe to 90s we have grown up with those shuckles who that are really holding us back <clears throat> and again it's not with a bad intention at least mine was not i know my family cared and loved me so much that they just wanted the best for me but that kind of in a way fucked me up <laughs> because in my mind there's really strong uh beliefs about not doing certain things because i'm avoiding pain so doing this hike taking that little uh decision of going on a different way that my i know my inner child would have been comfortable back then and the whole time i, I kept talking to her it was like an active meditation of talking to her saying she's safe she's okay things will be great on the other side there's always beautiful and wonderful thing awaiting when we make the turn and and it was it was a good experience it was such a nice day to be out in nature beautiful no mountain lions because that was another fear of mine and at the end um a beautiful experience and i was like you know what wendy did you see that you proved yourself that yes you can make whatever decision and it's always going to be the best again this is an example that i always mention to you guys that you have to find evidence that anything that you do is working out for you and is working for the higher good um, in you so that's what I wanted to share. And with that, in answering to those people who were asking, like, how is it that you're always so happy, so cheery, so positive? That's the reason, you know, what I'm telling you is one of the reasons why I'm always like that these days, because I allow myself to enjoy the moment and I allow myself to prove to myself that there is good reasons to live here um, and, and make the best of what we can to to have the evidence that things are actually working out for me, that there is positivity, there is good people out there, there is good men out there. There is always a nice, brighter day ahead of me and that I'm fully supported. So so I feel that when I get into that vibe, uh, like everything changes around me and everything looks amazing, even if it's not, even if I'm late, even if I'm... Um, uh, if even if I fall, like the other day, that's another example. Two days ago, maybe I'll share this in another episode. Two days ago, I was on another hike at a different place right after the rain, and um, um, my mom is not with me. She's in Peru, so we get into phone calls every so often, video calls actually. So I get to see her. So I'm talking to her as I'm hiking down, and it wasn't a strenuous hike. It was just like a. a a hill that I was coming down from and I fell on my butt and <laughs> my phone goes up in the air and then she's all like stressing because she's like she's like what happened are you okay oh my gosh and the thing is that right away she's you know like kind of like bitching about it like oh you're never careful you, you have to pay attention you, you're gonna get hurt and I was like no no mom stop you know so it was like a lesson um 
uh, for the two of us to go through because I told her my thoughts and I told her that, you know, in a, in a very nice, gentle way, I said, you know, I know that you care about me and all, but I am okay. But then also just remember the things that you say, how you think are maybe based on the things that you've learned, but they have nothing to do with me. And so in a way, I'll appreciate if you don't, if you kind of take your time when you think about certain things, because I know she's doing it automatically, maybe it's like an innate motherly um, uh, way of being because she cares about me. But again, um, if I fall, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, not not in the way that I did, nothing's going to happen. Maybe I'm going to get a bruise, but not a big deal, guys. So again, that was another way for me to prove to myself that it's okay to get muddy. It's okay and it's totally normal to get um, uh, adventurous in taking these twisty, weird hikes in the mud, in the rain, and where there's rocks around and, you know, like taking different turns that, than what we are used to. And it's just fine. So uh, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Try to, what if you're dealing with something that is keeping your mind busy and you cannot focus, you cannot find a way to solve a problem, try to think of it in simple terms. What is it that you can do right now just to get by or get over this issue, whatever is going on? And, um, finding consistency when you simplify things that's how it's been for me like i the other thing too that i was sharing in social media is that for instance one of my friends we were talking yesterday no the day before and she was like oh my gosh wendy good for you that you're consistent with your morning hikes because so far i've done i have passed what i intended to do per month let me look so i was saying i wanted to go on hikes three times a week um, I've gone at least four or five times a week, morning hikes, you know, like morning walks, whatever you want to call it. And so my friend was saying, good for you. And she's like, but how do you do when it's so early in the morning and it's so cold? Cause it's been freezing cold in the morning. And what I tell her, and I'm telling you and some other people who are asking me the same question about how to keep consistency. <clears throat> well, I do not allow myself to spend time overthinking about it. So what I do in the morning, at least for my hikes, is I wake up as soon as I feel that, you know, like it's it's before sunrise or right after it, I guess, <clears throat> around six something or seven. I uh, change. Uh, I go to the bathroom, scrape my tongue, brush my teeth, uh, have my lemon water. I don't even feed the kitties. I let them hungry <laughs> they're not hungry but they wait for me until I come back um, I make my bed that is very important because when I make my bed that's already a it's like a ceremony in which I am completing the cycle of rest and healing and I carry on with my day because if I did not make my bed and it's just available and open for me probably I'll crawl back into it because it's so nice warm and cozy so I make my bed and that's like a culmination of you know like being in bed and I, you know, go about my day and I just get out, head out, out of my house. So maybe this, everything might take like 10 minutes, if not less. Um, again, because if I allow myself to overthink, like thinking, oh my gosh, it's too cold. Oh no, like I, it's so warm in my bed. Oh, my poor kitties, they want to cuddle. They want to stay with me. Princess, you know, she's the oldest one. Oh, she's hungry. And whenever she eats, it takes a lot of my time because I have to really be so patient with her. 
So I do not allow to fall into the trap or of being trapped with the time constraints. So I do as much as, as fast as I can, the things, the necessary things I need to do to get ready and head out. And again, because I'm so lucky, one of the hikes, two of them actually are so close to me, like five minutes or less away. And, um, and I'm there and I just go on. So that's how I've started being consistent, not allowing myself to get in that crazy town space of overthinking, which I do a lot of, if you know me, you know, and so maybe you can start doing something like that too. If there's something like, even with eating habits, like I am a snacker, I've said it many times before, and I can easily be snacking all day, all sorts of things, even if it's healthy, Snacking all the time is not good, even if you're snacking on uh, healthier choices. So when I go to the store, I do not allow myself to spend time thinking, what else can I get? I just go get the necessary things and I head out. I don't spend too much time in the store. Definitely, well, not definitely, but I try not to get in the snacks aisle because otherwise oh gosh I'll be picking up plantain chips you know like olive oil popcorn from Trader Joe's which is so good and uh yeah so I just limit my mind in in getting into the things that are gonna make me question or make me you know go back and forth in my decisions and because I know how my mind works right (laughs) so that's that's uh, another thing too that helps. And then the other thing that's been helping is getting into different activities, even hobbies. So again, if you've been looking into or checking my social media or Instagram, you know that in the last, this weekend, one of the things that I did, which was exciting for me because it's a new thing and I'm proving to myself that I can do pretty much anything I want. I baked a bread bread loaf. Now, I I know I have shared that I have uh, I make focaccia. Now I'm really good at making focaccia, and that's amazing. I love it, but I always wanted to bake my own bread loaf. Um, slowly, we're walking into making sourdough bread, but for now, it's just regular bread. And um, and um, it was so good because one, it was my very first time. And two, it turned out really good. And three, I got out of my comfort zone because one, I had to follow uh, a recipe, which I am not about following recipes. I have a few cookbooks I and I don't know why I got them years ago because I never cooked anything from them because I don't follow recipes. I cook out of my heart, out of my intuition, out of my palate, you know, the taste. And so... With baking, definitely you have to consider measurements, timing, right? And so this has really allowed me to practice more patience. So that's one thing that is helping me as well. Getting to those kind of activities or hobbies that are stepping me, stepping me out of the comfort zone and practice more patience. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I hope this was helpful. Please let me know if it was, if you have any more ideas, suggestions, anything you want me to talk about. I'll be more than happy to go over them with you. And uh, I'll see you guys on the other side. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I hope this is bringing you a little bit of hope, a little bit of more positivity into your day. And see you guys on the other side. Bye-bye.